You make me sick. I want you and I'm hating it. Got me lit like a candlestick. Got too hot when you touch the tip. I'm feeling it. I got a grip. And it's driving me crazy, baby. Don't you quit. Can't get enough of it. You got me going. Baby, you got me going again. You make me sick. That is a word from the book of our African-American sister, Pink. And I want to welcome you all to the podcast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Not my African-American sister, Pink. If Ronda Rousey can't be black, so can Pink. And I'm speaking directly to you, Vince. You make me sick, okay? That's Mr. Friday Night, the reverse world. I am Rob E. Rogers Nelson. Dad was the prince, so I'm heir apparent. That makes me the Satine Dream and eventual king of the South. And on this episode, with our special guest, Stan, the man, one of the stars of the upcoming web series, Do Yourself a Favor, which premieres on Saturday, February the 12th, and every Saturday thereafter. And on this episode tonight, we'll be discussing Ashton's role on that show, the prodigal standship, and our abusive relationship with wrestling, and cash shit. Because this... This is the Cash Shit Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. So we are in Locked and Loaded. If you didn't hear, we got a special guest tonight, our homeboy Stan. And uh, Reverse Raw is here. There's some background noise. Reverse Raw is hosting a small orgy. Bing bong. Ignore it if you can. Charge it off. You know, (laughs) give it to God. Do what you will with it. No judgment. This is 2022. No judgment. You know, side income is income. I can't. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Um, before we um hit record on this. We found out that Stan is a Charlotte Stan, and I am I am very very happy about this. The Queen. Oh, this mean, whole episode can be it can be about her. The whole episode, I'm fine with that. <laughs> she's strong. She's powerful. She knows what she wants. When you walk into the room, you know she's there. She's a blessing and a curse. She's wild. She's free. She's dynamic. She literally can't do anything wrong. Mm, mm. Although she did deserve to get her ass beat by Naya, and I appreciated Naya for knocking the bitch out. But wow. outside of that, she can't sell uh, a twist of fate to save her life. But outside of those two things, as I said on a previous podcast, the most one of the most consistent superstars ever in that organization. Ever. Have you seen that moonsault? I have. Which one? Leaders moonsault? No, Charlotte's. Oh, I'm Charlotte. I was. I didn't know if we were talking about Charlotte's moonsault or the suicidal moonsault that Lita does. <laughs> hey, she learned from S.A. Rios. Calm down. I'm just. I'm just. Listen, that girl bre- almost breaks her neck ninety percent of the time. Yeah, she just and misses I, her neck like in her vertebrae every single. Like she just misses it every time. She's too old for that. So she's the Billy Kim in the moonsault scene. Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! And I said, Oh my god. The pain this woman must be in. Well, here you we didn't, are. You didn't, he didn't say he didn't say draws, and so I'm happy. Ah, oh, okay, uh, all right. That was a, that was a that's a mistake. I'm talking about people <laughs> that literally continue to do moves that look crazy. Ah, good point. Because <laughs> yeah, he can never get this whole career, her entire career. And to think people I'm, were like, "Oh, she's going to win the rumble." I was like, "Lita in what in what year?" Yeah. Oh. Uh, but you know what? I would have rather that over Ronda. So. Just saying, just saying. If we got to go with a part time, I'd rather go with that part timer than at least I know she's no, passionate no. about the legends. I'd agree that Ronda's win is unnecessary, just like Brock. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I have a question though. It's very, very important, Stan. 
really important. I have been jumped on this podcast several times. And I just want to ask you a question to see where you stand on a certain theme. Because we did a whole Best Themes Ever uh, podcast in the finals. I'm going to ask oh, you. Oh, I should have been on that. Oh, my God. I had well, that, that, going up. Like, that was maybe next that cash out, yeah. some of the cash outs, we can do that. But here, here's my question. The finals were, and I'm not going to tell you who voted for what, but I was jumped. Um, was Kane's slow <laughs> chemical. We're not, we're not gonna jump you, just come outside. <laughs> Y'all finna jump me, be honest. Um, Kane's slow chemical or gold dust theme? Which one? Well, one of those is on my phone, and that's slow chemical, so that's the one. You know what? I feel like this is a setup. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Goldust's theme is a classic theme, but there's something about this fire burns. Like, agreed. The wonder of the world is gone. Like, that initial run without the mask, like that initial uh, run without the mask before he ran into Shane McMahon was like brilliant. Minus the makeup on the first night. But that theme is iconic. It's not as good as that. Are we related? Like, what's happening right now? Well, are you here? Do you, do you hear no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I don't hear anything. <laughs> and that man is a mayor now. A Republican make America great again mayor. What, you know what's town. funny? The wow. fact that you said it is because I started calling them Republicans when they voted against the Goldust thing. While while you yourself that's hilarious. Voted, while, hold on, hold on, because while you yourself voted for the Blue Lives Matter anthem of Honky Tonk Man, so I mean, well, you really Honky Tonk Man theme is great. Yeah, okay. If you're a racist, sure. Yeah, by all means. Honky Tonk Man, Honky Tonk Man. See, thank you, thank you, Sam. <laughs> thank you. I, okay, I feel better now. It, I feel it, a little bit better now. Catchy. It's catchy. Thank you. So it's racism. It's very catchy. It's very catchy. That's the problem. It's too catchy. Okay. I just want to know what's your favorite theme right now like person who's active right now Ooh. I mean Edge question. is active again so I mean Metalingus is still that girl so I mean but if you want to if you talk about a new theme because they fired Bray so I can't say that anymore I am partial to a sickening instrumental I love Adam Cole's AEW theme wow you okay. you went there and I, and I was gonna go there, so I'm not gonna go there now. Uh, well, I'm gonna go now. Okay, so Seth's current theme, yeah, is a problem. Mm-hmm. I do like Seth's current theme, Visionary. I do love that. And then who else do I love? I'm gonna give you current? two. Bobby's theme is badass. Yes, it is. His streams, I'm beating your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bop. And Ugin Truce. Now, do you know whose theme that is? Ugin Truce. No, 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 no. You, That's the name you, of the you song. Touched, you touched just half red on the side. This little slave that I, I, um, I have a drunk. Uh, Amenra is the artist. So I'm not so, drunk. I've had like six drinks. <laughs> I'm a slave. Six. This is gonna go. This is gonna go crazy. It is tonight. Um, oh, I love it. Six it's Monday. Drinks. Perfect start for your week. So I'm a drunk. 
Not entirely. I've had like a couple of drinks. What does I'm happen? slightly emotional. And I need him to let me know if I should get rid of my boyfriend so I could be the me that I know I am. I'll be the best I can but when I got Um I don't know what's gonna happen on this podcast. Well, because we a special are. fucking edition. I hope there's a DVD after this. Oh. All right. Go back to your wrestling. That's what, that's what Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, ahead, back bro. to the theme. No, I'm trying to figure out what theme Stan was talking about. Malachi what was the title Black. again? Uh, Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Oh, I'm literally wearing a Malachi Black shirt right now. He's my favorite entrance right now. That theme is bad. That theme is badass. It, it definitely is. He, he's he's my favorite entrance. Like that that whole entrance is sickening. But um, I find myself just walking down the block, walking to the car, walking through the mall, just in my head with Adam Cole's theme. So I'm yeah, gonna have to go nice. with that one. Boom is nice. Yeah, boom is nice. So there's that. That's where I would have gone had you not said boom. See, boom well, see boom. now, now I feel like. We're friends again now because you played me on the Goldust thing, and I didn't appreciate that. And and you can't deal with the truth, as we know. He told you the truth, and it is what it is. Kane's theme is just it is what it is. That's fine. If you got an issue, I'll send Hook. (laughs) Now listen, (laughs) that's a fine motherfucker there. That's my. uh... That's a black king right now. <laughs> wait, 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 which hook? Which hook is we standing? Which hook is coming? Hold on now. Which hook? Um, ask Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Carmelo Hayes uh, is on my TV. Um, not, not in a commercial. Why is Carmelo Hayes for a two, for a non African American hook? Looks very nice. Uh, the, uh, you know, you know, Stan. I'm I'm inclined to agree with you with everything I don't you know just if it's said. The build, the presentation, what it is, but I like it. There you go. I need to go look again. I need to go look again and take a second look um, at Hook. But Carmelo just left my screen, so um, I'm it's very right much Abercrombie. He just entered my y'all are so far ahead. <laughs> you gotta blame Xfinity. It's an Xfinity issue. Oh yeah, because I'm watching Directv. Never mind. I'm a oh, oh, no, satellite. That's that's what it is. It's a delay. But maybe in that delay, Vince can change no. his, change the his script again for tonight, and you'll get a different show. No, and maybe we'll let the time continue. On maybe we'll. We'll get a different timeline for you versus me, and you'll get a better product than I do, maybe. Maybe that's what happens. And Time Variance Authority can show up and kill us all. Because, I mean, because at this point, it's, it's, really, it's really the shits. So we are on the road to WrestleMania. There's no uh, – I miss WWE Roadblock. I miss Roadblock. It was a good time. It was a good name. It was a good theme. No Roadblock. Jimmy, no, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What'd you say, Rob? Popularity. <laughs> I told him to no way out. No way out. No way out. That's the original stopgap. The original stopgap in between. What's no way out? Yeah. Rumble and Mania. Come on, throwback. No way out. But I liked. I liked Roadblock and the concept in the moment that it was Roadblock. And um, but I mean, either way, now we're at the chamber. We're going to Saudi Arabia. Hopefully, nobody gets killed or kidnapped. No. Oh, um, wow. We're gonna have the elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, so yes. Be, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So hopefully Vince doesn't pull any cords, cut any feeds, and risk anyone's life. 
And now we know that Bobby is going to be in the chamber with apparently Brock and it doesn't matter whoever else. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow Roma's going to break in. Roma's going to break in. Because they're not going to have. Roma's going to break in and and eliminate Brock. Brock's (laughs) going to be eliminated by Roman somehow. Who's not even in the match. Not saying. Now, I'm not saying Bobby will win. Because I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Because they don't know what the hell they're going to do. I would like Bobby to win, go to WrestleMania, and win again, to be honest. Because I don't see anybody that they have built that could be that should beat Bobby. Not Big E. Yeah. Maybe Steph if they go Steph. But that's two heels unless they turn Bobby face. Well, everybody's heels right now. But I don't know what anybody is. But Big E has become a complete afterthought. So I don't even know what anybody like goes to Mania to even do at this point. Um, he was but, never a thought. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree completely. But they've made like it's not even a thought at all anymore. Like he got cer- unceremoniously dumped yesterday, and it was like no fuss made about it. It was like bye, Biggie. Um, <laughs> he so took the pin at day one, which I was at live. I have my mic on watching. So feature. Uh, no, he right. took the pin at day one. <laughs> I have my mic on mute at this point. Hey, ain't nobody trying to hear that bullshit. So 19 other people could have took that pen. Exactly. Exactly. And they they let EE one F5. I'm just going to have to use my mute button every time I want. Well, the whole run was was cold. I ain't going to say lukewarm. It was cold. It was cold when he won it. And Seth was supposed to take that match that night. So Seth was supposed to be champion at this point, taking it into Mania. So that's a whole disruption that we have right there. Then we don't know, like, then you've got, now, outside of that conundrum, you've got Ronda, who is a heel that doesn't know how to be a heel, and they don't know how to book badasses. And you've got Ronda going after two heel champions. You don't champions. even know how to strike. Her striking was piss poor yesterday. It was very piss poor. It was, it was the extra. I know she's not yesterday. trying to hurt nobody, but, like. But you don't got to pull your push that yeah. Don't pull it that hard. Don't make it that obvious. But so now you got her who doesn't know how to be a heel going here against two premier women that are both heels. And none of it's making sense right now. Like, and we were saying on our last show, she needs to go ahead and declare early on right now, get it out the way, Charlotte, because otherwise the fans are going to try to co-op that and make it her and Becky. And that doesn't need to happen. At all. I think she's supposed to say that tonight. So maybe we'll I hope that she picks her. Right. I hope that she picks her as soon as possible. Let's get that up out of the way. Let's get Bianca in play and keep it and keep it fucking pumping. Because you don't you don't want that to get co-opted. In. Like I was telling uh real on the last time, last episode, you don't want um for it to land with them going with Becky and Rhonda because that's gonna leave pretty much Charlotte and Bianca. And if you have Charlotte and Bianca together in the same ring on any card, that's going to be your main event, no matter who you, no matter who you put where. Those two women are going to get in that ring and show all the way out. So you don't want that to happen. So you know you got to level this thing back out. But yeah, to your yeah, to your yeah, point, everything you tell her. Match now. I know well, they're going to go with she's going to choose Charlotte, and then they're going to do the Bianca redemption. Hopefully, with Bianca winning at Mania, she has to. That's so much for them. They pull a Booker T. I'm gonna get pissed. Oh, that SummerSlam shit. We and we were there for that. We were at SummerSlam. We we ran the risk of COVID, everything else. Like we we tested backs, double masked. Like we we did everything we could. Went to um, we went to Vegas, and then after we left there, we drove to LA. But um, I just we, love we, Vegas. But did you eat or drink while you were there at the venue? 
Uh, I think yeah, we did. We but no, everything went down. That was whenever the all the machines went down, concessions went down. So it was like it was like not only was it like a, a wonky show, but the stadium was like because what is that Allegiant? Like the stadium was like on some bullshit too that night. So it was like a, a rough night. And I and I tell you, I we've been to tons of events together, and I've never. I like I like I've said on the podcast before. I've never seen like the air sucked out of an entire stadium at one time. When Bianca lost, people and I mean I mean black, white, and other people got up and left like in in mass. Like ah, uh-uh, we good on this one. Like and it was like oh man, this is bad. And it's a theme for black champions. It is to lose fluky. The black even when decently booked because Bianca was decently booked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely could have been booked better. But lost totally it like agree. that. You go to you go to Kofi, who was terribly booked, and then lost it in one one move. Yeah, uh, you got E lost it. I mean, black champions don't lose don't lose well. That's crazy. Mm. And even if you go even if you go back to the Rock, like the black half of him, all of the all the blacks lost to, to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like he dethroned all of them all of them as champion at some point in time. Bobby is the only one that didn't suffer the the, the wrath of, of being dethroned by some white man, uh, which is yet interesting. And yeah, at this point, oh, it's coming, it's coming in a matter of in a matter of weeks, probably, which is really fucking unfortunate. Not Louis Vuitton, right? <laughs> yeah, baby, they stay dressed for the fairgrounds every time. I love it. Uh, <laughs> they be ready to go. Um. But yeah, like yeah, they definitely got to do something with uh with Bianca. She has to get her redemption. Her and that's what I was saying, uh, Rumble on the previous show. Even if she had won the Rumble, but they did the whole Rumble by numbers package. They were saying it had been like 19 years since somebody had won back to back. That's an amazing rub for her. She was still very over last night. The champs were still there. It's no reason she couldn't have took that last night. And like now we've solidified her back to back. If you especially if you're not going with Sasha, like that was the next choice. And they and the dump Sasha so early. The disrespect. I can guarantee that they're not going to book like they should. Oh, totally. For whatever reason, Bianca's not going to give her her redemption. And then she's unfortunately going to be booked like a nothingless mid-carver, despite her talent. I just see it Well, nah, she's she's too transcendent. Does it? She's they too know transcendent. How to book people? No, I they, don't they, they don't. No, I, I say that all the time. But there, I think she's too transcendent. She's gone too far outside of like the product in terms of her like her name. Like she's not all the way out there yet, but she's out there enough. It's a matter of time, and she's only continuing to like hand over fist, get better. Like every like every outing, like even the messages with her and Dewdrop were like, okay, wait a minute. That was the first time I was like, there's my Piper Niven. I see my girl in there somewhere. Like she's still making it. Um, and like they had some some really good matches that I think helped kind of reformat um Dujop's potential and kind of her presence. So that worked out good. So I don't they, they know she's uh, especially with like the chaos that is the four horsewomen. You know, like Becky's going out with something reasonable and biological. She, you know, they and having a family. Um, Charlotte's been here, there, everywhere. Andrade's over there, her dad's over here. Give me my exit. I wanna go to Hollywood, like Fresh and then divorce. you got Bianca. You said what now? Fresh divorce. <laughs> Who's divorced by Rick? Divorce, babe. Divorce. Yeah, he announced it today. They they call you quits. 
That nigga's gonna have as many as many uh wives as he had belts. Um, but yeah, that, I saw that nah. earlier. <laughs> hey, that man is K Faber shoot number. K Faber shoot uh, number title right yeah, now. I mean, either one. <laughs> either one. Because like Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, so you got those you, you got that situation. Like so I mean with this chaotic, and I've always said, like, we were talking about how, like, the women really held it down when the pandemic hit, right? So we were like, you know, the women, because the thing about it is, like, you remember where China was whenever they were like, she's got too big for her britches, Stephanie Simon take her man, and, like, you know, they ousted that, they ousted that lady because she was getting too big for the level of the stars that they had that were women. They out a downward spiral. Baby, they, they, they killed that lady slowly. So... But now you've got multiple women who are at that level and beyond, you know? And I was saying, like, with all the releases they did during the pandemic, what you're doing and what you're, with the people that you have left is giving them unprecedented leverage. Because, and especially now with AEW, you know, on sitting on the outskirts, let me tell you something. One of those four horsewomen, uh, EO, Oscar, or Bianca, any of those women go to AEW, it, it's, a, it's a wrap. They're gonna be able to build around that one star, one to two stars, and they can get their women's division where it's supposed to be. So, like with that being said, you gotta keep who you got. You see Mustafa Ali's like, I wanna go, and they were like, nah. Tony Storm said I wanna go and left. Uh, Mustafa said, I'm ready to go, and they were like, about that. <laughs> Sit your ass in catering. Like, that's not happening. So they understand like the star power that these people have and what they can bring to a different organization. So they're not letting them go nowhere. So that's giving them unprecedented like leverage. Like they can ask for anything at this point. And they, they're booking themselves in the corner with this because ugh. like so with that being said, Bianca can't go nowhere. You can't have her on your program and not book her correctly because that's only going to build more steam and momentum for her. So I don't see them booking her wrong um beyond the shit they did at SummerSlam. They can't do that again, I don't believe, but with that being said, I'm talking about logic and reason, so that don't mean nothing. I mean, we we shall see. We shall see because I don't have faith. I honestly don't have faith. They've proven me wrong time and time again. Yeah. Oh no, no, you don't. You, you don't have to have any faith. I was gonna say I agree with you, but what you said about if they got a woman star over there in AEW, which would be why I was not it. But if they get a big, okay. <laughs> Yeah, their women's division is uh is literally um it's trying to get there, but I, and Ruby, as much as I love her, um, I don't see her carrying a division just yet. But I mean, also look at the time, you know, look at where Britt Baker has grown from in this um, small amount of time. Um, if we can get everybody on that same trajectory in terms of like picking up their inadequacies or deficiencies, then I mean that's that's a good place to be. And then training with people like Daniel, you know, Danielson and. And and roads and whatnot, like they're in a good place. Got D Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think we got Thunder Rosa and, and Mercedes like this week, right? That's gonna be ridiculous. Yep. That's gonna where, wait. Hold on, where's Mako? Is Mako still signed to NXT UK? No idea. Because if if they if Mako Sadamara can come over there, it's truly gonna be a wrap. Because uh, then that's I mean, yeah. Mako is a problem, and not even as old as they make her seem. But um, Mako's the well, issue. Well, they now. said, uh, "Oh, girl was old. What's her name? Uh, blue pants. Deep. They said Deep was old. They ain't blue pants, but they said Blue pants was old too. But they said Deep was old. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, oh, oh, well, de- well, 
So if you have this whole thing saying, oh, yeah, we got this new uh, height weight limit or we got this new age limit, and then you literally run a rumble where half the rumble is legends, older stars that you that you brought back, none of it's making sense. And none of it allows me to suspend any remote piece of reality to believe that one of these part-timers that's here is going to be able to win this and go to Mania. Like, half the rumble is, no, like, come on now. So it's, it's But weird, I always you, enjoy seeing the people. Oh, no, Ivory yeah, gave him the biggest pop, like the righteous oh, yeah. Ivory like, pop big for that. Shit. Ivory and Mickey and Mickey should Mickey's pop was louder than Nikki. Mickey had one of the pops of the night because they let her use her TNA music. I'm yeah. sorry, Impact music. Mama left left y'all company, became a champion somewhere else, and came back with and and is more recognizable <laughs> from being from somewhere else than she was, and she's been in Rumbles as a WWE employee. <laughs> and got a bigger pop this time, being a T and uh, being the Impact Champion, man. Like, ugh. so yeah, that that age thing is weird. I don't know why they why they how how is it you you posit your stars as like uh, not being viable anymore at a certain age, but a man that's almost eighty years old can come up with creative ideas. I'm confused. Somebody ain't doing the math right. Because it's the old white man. Looking at, you know, the perverts, the perverts. He wants these young women. Think about as if Jerry the King Lawler was booking this shit. Oh, they just God. want titty models like Kelly Kelly and uh, all those women that were in the Divas time. Like, they want that kind of shit again. Like, that shit doesn't sell. Women's wrestling sells. And then some of them, I, I know they're doing the NIL thing, so they're getting some, some mm-hmm. athletes, quote unquote. And they think they're gonna build their next Bianca, but that bitch is one of a kind. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, RBD, one of a kind. She's truly one of a kind. Yeah, like all of that, all of that, one. all of that is lip service in the meantime. Like all of this, like uh, we want younger, we want the, we need the trainers to dye their hair and 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 you know cut cut their hair and da, 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 like all this chasing youth, all this, all of this is chasing. Trying to t- trying to pin down that old formula that they had that worked for for a certain amount of time, but it isn't working anymore. And and they, they, they're chasing ghosts at this point, man, and it ain't making no sense. It's making zero sense. Like, what is it? If I'm a trainer, if I'm fit, fairly training these women, what does it matter what color my hair is? It shouldn't, but I mean, it's Vince McMahon, and look at this bottom here on the screen. That's awesome. Wait, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where you are in your programming, so I don't know who you're looking at. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. <laughs> I will hold some of my commentary, but the pictures were nice. I'll say that. The pictures were definitely good. Um, it's actually like was, the BBC. The material, the material was there. The content was there. If you ever get a chance to search the interwebs, if it's still out there, uh, the material is there. You know, but when you're an AR Fox student, I mean, you know, it's part of the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. Uh, <laughs> how you play it. <laughs> it's all about the game and how you play it. So, yeah, that's uh, we're, we're definitely trying to line up some stuff with AEW. Um, I know we're going to have uh, at some point, hopefully we're going to have a couple more guests on that have some other affiliations over on that side of things. And we'll be like, I, I've been talking about it for a while. Like, Morel's been on me about like, hey, can you get into the product? And I, I'm like, I've been watching WWE long as long as I could see WCW after that. It's hard to like integrate 
something new and different and and pick it up and just run with it. And then I didn't stick with it from when it started to now. I've been in and out, so I just got to go all the way in. And, uh, and, and But I put NXT down, like I said, Raw, you know, this is the most Raw I've watched because we're on tonight. Other than that, like, I will watch SmackDown. But... I dived in head first. I'm going to have to. And I loved it. Like, I was sold when they had Jericho. Jericho's one of my, despite his personal beliefs, is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, Did it? But like, I was I was just sold. Kenny Omega, I seen his matches. I never followed New Japan, but I seen some of his matches. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is major. I remember when the Bucks were Generation Me, and I was like, okay, cool, and I know the hype. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about it was like a fucking storm, and it felt like we were in another wrestling, like, renaissance. Like, mm-hmm. this didn't, it felt so much different than TNA. I remember when I happened upon TNA back in the day on Fox Sports Net, when they had the one-hour show on Friday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, pretty cool. Jeff Jarrett's there. Love my guitars. Um, and I was just like, this shit just feels so different. And then the breakneck, you know, quote unquote indie style that they run, they could they could stand to slow down a little bit, but that shit's so exciting. It's so, and even in person, it's just, it grabs your attention. And right. then, of course, it, they're doing it TV 14. So, you get the swearing, you get the blood, the shit you grew up on, mm-hmm. and the freedom in the promos. And like, not every promo sticks, but just the freedom in it. Like, everything feels natural. It doesn't right. feel so scripted and formulaic. They'll start the fucking show off with a world title match. It'll go a fucking hour, and you're and you don't care because it's like good ass wrestling. Like, it's yeah. never under- and sometimes it can be like too much. It is probably like. With the people say cocaine is, because I don't know, never did it. Um, <laughs> but it's like nonstop sometimes, which is hard to follow and keep up with all the storylines. But I would rather that than the constant rinse, repeat shit that WWE is on. So I, I said this in the last episode, and I and I and it ties back into this as well for me. So the biggest thing for me was like by the time NXT came around, which was you know at this point almost about ten years ago. Um, 10 years ago, minus 10 years off my, my viewership, because I, like I always say, I've been watching wrestling as long as I can see. So let's say I, my first memories are like two years old. So that's 38 years of wrestling at this point, right? Shave off 10 years, it's still 28 years of wrestling. So by the time NXT came along, I was, I was a little tired of wrestling at that point. It was already kind of in that same cycle. And it's wild because this is in the same cycle that he's in now, that he was in in the 90s whenever the NWO came along and snatched his wig and he had the Dimbent DX and yada, yada, yada. Um, we're in that same exact spot where it's these hokey characters where he's kind of going into business for entertaining himself again. Um, and so I was already kind of like, okay, I was a little tired. NXT became my retreat, became my safe haven. It became everything again that I loved about wrestling. And I was like, oh, so that was my renaissance at that point in time. Like I was able to go to NXT and get just, you know, and not even like, you know, Nobel Prize, you know, Peace Prize winning level, like, but, but, you know, just good, solid entertainment on a regular occasion and then amazing highs, you know, amazing storytelling and, and, and we would build to a nice, a nice uh, crescendo and arc and, and, and come down from there, a nice climax. Um, it was just the formula done correctly because the formula really isn't bad when you stuff it with quality content. 
you know, when you stuff it with shit, then it becomes cyclical and it becomes boring and it becomes mundane and becomes, you know, but whatever, even if you know what's coming next in a program, if it's good, you're still going to enjoy it, you know, because the, the formula this is the formula. true. But um, this NXT is was that for me, man. NXT, I was, that was uh, quite the renaissance for me. So I'll take it from you because they've told me the same thing is just to go ahead and dive head in, uh, dive in head first and, and I'll go ahead and just clock on in and maybe that can rejuvenate this thing for me again. But Vince, the thing of difference about now in the 90s with Vince, they're making more money than ever. They weren't making that money in the 90s. So, oh, no. Yeah. It's and, no excuse. And with, yeah. And with Nick Khan at the helm, mm, as long as they're Jesus making money, I don't think he gives a shit about creative. Nope. Unless, unless the ratings drop below the, 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 the floor that they're on now, and you know, AW or AW gains that many viewers to actually match total viewership with Raw or SmackDown. I don't think he's gonna give a shit about creative because they're getting that money. Raw has been teetering at 1.5, and and don't get don't get this wrong. Like 1.5 modern day still ain't nothing to shake a stick at. 1.5 isn't isn't comparing to their height, but 1.5 for any show right now on TV with everything being a la carte, streaming on demand. 1.5 for a live show for something that's uh, episodic is still a really big deal. Um, now it's a tick down from what they've been doing, but it isn't far. It isn't. It isn't. It's kind of like for my mom's boyfriend. Uh, not this past Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving before. We were talking about COVID, and he was like, what's the magic number? And I was like, for what, this country to act right? And he was like, yeah. He was like, what do you think, a million? I said, no, a million people can die. It's gonna, they're going to keep going with the door. They're not going to turn their, turn a blind eye. Same thing with this, you know, it's on the inbound. Like, there's, there's not a number that I believe that they're going to be able to go beneath or that they will go beneath that's going to make, that cause them to, to change direction. What it's going to take is for AEW to consistently be whatever their number is. Once that happens, then we'll see a shift. It's going to take that because it doesn't matter if Raw gets nine hundred thousand viewers. Like right now, they're mad. They that won't happen. Out. That won't happen. It's too. It's muscle memory for too many people. I don't think oh, I, ever t- I totally memory. agree. I, I agree to some degree because um, they can't get arrogant because they got arrogant with two point and they're apparently really mad right now at how bad those ratings are which I don't understand because you see the shit show you were putting in front of us, but those have even slipped from the seven to 900,000 that they used to keep consistently with 1.0 to like they're teetering at like almost five at this point. Like it's, it's low, it's low, low. So, um, I mean, you have a fucking Steiner that you don't name Steiner. Jesus you, you've got a regal son and you let regal, you let regal leave, you know, like you've, you've got, <laughs> you've got a bunch of heritage, in that organization, I think uh, Bull, Bull Buchanan and somebody else's son is over. Like, you got a, a legacy stable ready to happen right there, and you do everything you can to, to go a different direction because you want to brand a name that they can't take with you. It's yes, just... the great Bull Buchanan. <laughs> but you've got I'm a legacy under the <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but they may more or less. But either way, they don't they don't want to let anybody walk away with the, with the name. And so... You know, even even recently they they copyrighted uh, Walter, they, Gunther, Gunther. Oh God, don't get not that. I was I, I had blocked it out of my head. I was going to say they did Piper Niven, and they haven't changed her name yet. And I think that's to prevent her from using Piper Niven should she leave. But um, Gunther. Oh man, not even Gunther. Gunther Stark. Like let's just go all the way with it. Like let's just hire Hitler and keep it moving. Like huh? 
Bro, that nigga have been walking. Yeah, it is not like, okay, he's debuting in WWE as Gunther. Like, you're literally, the man's name has been Walter his entire run. He's been on American television as Walter. He's been at Survivor <laughs> Series as Walter. Mm. Like, okay, Lord Tensai, we don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm so confused right now. Is that Haku? Is that Ming? Who is that? Is it three minute warning? Is is it Umaga? Who is that? Like I, I don't I just but, but, okay, but I those are different repackages that No, they are. There was there was some time in between the in between the repackages, but it still didn't it still didn't negate that you knew who that was to some degree. Like you still knew Papa Shango was the godfather. Like you still knew certain things, um, but they at least allowed some cool down time in between the rebranding. Yeah, so for that for that matter, it is different, but it still was like we still know who that is. But this is like the nigga came out to the ring as Walter, and and literally in in, in, in one segment that he was going to. It reminds me of Black Rain coming out and saying he was just dusting numbers. <laughs> you remember that one time Taker cut their promo and in casual gear and his Wranglers and his and his shirt. <laughs> And Taker was just oh, talking okay. like a regular person, and they were like, "What's going on?" <laughs> oh, when he was like ministry. No, it was. It was. I think it was. Uh, it was before American Badass. It was. It was leading into ministry, I believe. Yes, it was right before he did the Lord of Darkness ministry home moment. But he came to the ring and like, and it was yeah before all of that, and he came out to the ring and like casual gear and it was like you know talking regular and we were like uh huh yeah it's it, yeah it was one of those uh, those flubs that just was completely unnecessary that's the kind of thing you put in a um in a vignette you build a couple of weeks in a vignette and you discuss him transparently being like i'm changing my name because this feels more like who i am now like there's a way they had to even spin that still wouldn't have liked it because of you know clearly the implications um, but uh, yeah, it just it 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 went it very very bad, very very bad. Let's pivot real quick. Let's talk about the show you're going to be on. Tell talk to me about that. Um, this was an opportunity for me to actually step back into acting after my shit most of Excited and nervous, uh, an opportunity presented itself. Like, like I'm down, but I'm like I'm nervous because this is gonna be on film. This is different than stage acting. Um, but let's see what it's about. And then like, when I looked at the content, I was like, you know, mm, is this gonna be like a softcore porn? What's going on? Because I literally had no idea. But once I read like the script, I was like, oh, okay, this is nothing like. The other things I've been seeing, like on YouTube and stuff, but this actually has some quality and it has some some heart to it. And so I was like, you know what, I'm down for it. And unfortunately, with my schedule, like I wasn't able to have as big of a role as I wanted. But mm-hmm. um, I will say it was kind of. Uh, I guess I'm thinking about like if the shit goes viral and then like my church membership is like I'm out, but like. And I don't care, but it's just weird because nobody know, and I don't know how they don't know. My problem is they don't know. 
Like, it just, I don't know. I felt like it was going to be weird. But it totally wasn't weird. It was cool. I'm excited to, like, see the premiere. So you uh, you did acting, I guess, coming up. Like, what's your background? Yeah, I went to a... um, I went to a performing arts uh, middle and high school back in my little small city of Saginaw, Michigan. Um, okay. So I went there for theater as my concentration. And then uh, in college, I went to Tougaloo College and uh, I was part of the founding process of Unconsciously Creative People, which is like an improv group uh, mm-hmm. that was there. Um, but after that, I really hadn't done much with acting, like, since I've been in Atlanta since 2016, it's kind of just been like on the modeling tip outside of like work and fitness. Um, so this was like a great opportunity to to, to scratch that the acting bug again because I definitely missed it. How do you um how closely do you relate to or identify with the character that you're portraying? Because we've been talking about character portrayal, you know, and in this in the sphere of wrestling, in this particular area, how do how do you relate to him, or is it a complete departure? Um, no, it wasn't a complete departure at all. I mean, basically, he's portrayed. <laughs> so, um, I guess I can fit into that category easily. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, do you do you pull from wrestling in any way? Like whenever you uh, whenever you look at these characters, speaking of Trey, whenever you uh, do you does it, does that have any kind of influence for you? My light, like if I think they look good. No, no, no. Like I'm saying, like wrestling in general, like you know, like has that been any kind of influence in like on like yeah, 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 like on your portrayals or like how you embody another character or like being larger than life or you know, like does that have any kind of influence on that that for you? I mean, I think it's great for like improv because okay. who what wrestling fan hasn't sat and cut promos in their mirror? Exactly. So exactly. And for me, I was the only child, so I had to use my imagination. So like. I got every wrestling man known to man, you know, and every ring and, and the entrance mm-hmm. set, you know, I was spoiled. Same. And I'm like, I'm cutting promos for every fucking body. Everybody getting mic time. I'm Vince Russo times 10. Like, we all get <laughs> oh, God. So you actually, so it was you that did the Montreal <laughs> screw job then. You did the screw job. You wrote the screw job. <laughs> everybody claims like the screw job was their idea. Like, everybody's like, Vince Russo, what was, who else was it? Uh, Cor- uh Cornette. Not Cornette. Why am I going? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Cornette. Everybody claims like, oh, it was me. I put together the Montreal screw job, and everybody's like, nah. It was Why me. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you claim one of the biggest? I mean, it's to have that on your resume, and the you know, and the NWO, and this, that, and that. Like the half certain is on your resume. Like, yeah, I can totally see why you would jockey for that. Other than make, other than making you a shit human, I can see why somebody would jockey for that. That makes total sense. But yeah, definitely. Like just the always cutting the promos and and just even emulating, you know, your favorite stars. Like that's a form of acting in itself, right? Um, so, and I think I've always cut promos in my head, um, like forever. <laughs> like I cut them. Uh, I used to cut them on when I used to first start going to live events. I would cut heel promos on the children that were there, and their parents loved it. Oh, it's the best. Being a hill is amazing. Like it's so much fun. It's, it's free. So much fun to it's very freeing. If you um the Broken Skull sessions that came on after the Royal Rumble with Becky and, and Stone Cold, it was a good talk about about that. 
just about being able to like how much more freeing it is to do heel work. And everybody says that, you know, being a heel is like pulling from something very natural. Um, you get to be the worst version of self and be celebrated at the same time. Um, you don't have to worry about getting over or, or being nice, like that being your thing and, and getting over for being nice. Um, so yeah, heel work is always. Speaking of Austin and Hills, were you a fan of his heel run in 01? Yes or no? Steve Austin? Um, yeah. It was weird. I can't say that I was a fan of it. I won't I say that I hated it. Um, I was not a fan of it. Um, oh, I was a huge fan. Huge fan. From the disturbed thing to the paranoia to the colored uh, knee braces. I mean, he could do no wrong for me. <laughs> I go back and watch so much old one wrestling just to see Stone Cold and the, the what and the the paranoia, give me a hug, Vince, a plane. I don't know what it is. It was so fucking entertaining to me. Yet I know it was not the Stone Cold character, but that shit was entertaining as hell. I may have to revisit it, and I, I just think that I think the odd pairing with Vince to some degree was just, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, again, I did not hate it. I did not love it. It was awkward. Um, It was like they were trying to find some new footing, and I was like, okay. You know, and you give the Marina to do that, but it was also kind of like, I don't know just shit happened about this. But um I mean I, mean, I, I, I wasn't commercially, but Yeah. I mean they have run the they have run the well dry. So I get it. They had to try something different and make it uh and make it spicy. And they did that. It worked. Um and it's a blip in his career, so it ain't like he's gonna be characterized for it. You know, he's still Stone Cold Steve Austin, some of the best mic work ever, ever to grace, you know, grace uh the genre that is wrestling. So yeah, no. Why is Bob Ziggler still wrestling? You said what now? Why is Dolph Ziggler still wrestling? Uh, easy check. And that comedy shit ain't taking off just shit. But easy check. It's a clean check. He's, he's in good shape. Uh, he doesn't. He is not in there so much that he's taking a bunch of bumps, a lot of heat, body still holding up. Why not? I'm so sleep. <laughs> um, it's, they have a lot of guys, you know, when you discuss the main event scene, they got a lot of guys that can turn it on when they need to that are dependable, that are workhorses. So I guess from that perspective, they keep him happy. He has like a dumb contract with a lot of leeway and a lot of money. So, I mean, I guess for him, it's like, I'm cool. Ain't nothing else. I mean, I can do everything else I want to do on the side. I'm making buku money to put on tights and go out here and wear ponytail and maybe wrestle. Um, I'm fine. I, I kind of get it. I mean, for him, for the viewers, you know, it's kind of like, People know they got to leave and come back to Fade to Black. He's kind of faded to Black while still being there. He's like on autopilot. Because he's been mid-card all his life. And anytime they were ready to run with the ball, he got hurt. So yeah. it was just like, all right. So they stopped giving him the ball, which is crazy because once he gets out from outside of that pressure, he's fine. Once he's just like mid-card and doing his thing, he's cool. There's no injuries. There's no nothing. He's there forever. He's consistent in the, in, the, in the same way, I guess, that The Miz is. Um, but with, with a little less... He sells amazingly. He's a great seller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's an he's amazing seller. He's Billy Gunn. I, I can see that. Uh, and, and a little bit of Sean in there. Liv's, uh, Liv Morgan is also a good seller, but she has to get some better offense. She needs to become more of a striker because she's too little to do anything else. She needs some awesome striking, and I think that'll round her out because she can sell. She can bump for for no reason. The best bump goddess right there. But the offense just that ain't believable just yet. She needs some strikes. No one, I'm not really invested in that. No one, um, nobody is. So 
You're not alone. You're in good company. She doesn't tell her time um, I think it's the um I'm always about to cry thing that throws everybody off. It's like she's always like on the brink of tears. And I think everybody's just kind of like, do we hug her? Do we what do we do right now? She seems emotional. Look at me. I can't stop inside my heart is slowly dying. Mm, I hate that with the women in general. I hate that after like a big match or after something, it's always like a we gotta cry and hug. The men, like the men, go out there and fight. Like, and the women always gotta be like, "Oh, girl, come here!" Like, nah, bitch, I came here to get that title. Move. I don't like that, but that's you know that's that. So here's what we'll do. Um, we have another cash out coming up that we're working on with, but uh, best feuds ever. And we, what we'll probably do is whenever that is. That's the ways away at this point. We, we'll definitely have you back for that show. And I know we're going to run another best themes ever because that one was, everybody seemed to love the best themes ever. And so many themes got left out. And what we did was we did the qualifiers on Twitter and let people vote for the qualifiers. Like, And so like the qualifiers were like complete shenanigans. But we work with whatever we work with. You know, whatever precipitates from that, we make it work. But uh, it, it, it made it a little hairy because, you know, general public was like, well, we don't like this and we don't like that. So... It threw some things out of there that we thought were surefire winners, but uh, it was made it made it for an interesting uh, situation. So what we'll do is we'll have you back for the uh, the next cash out that we do, because um, you have a wealth uh, of of wrestling knowledge, and so we definitely, if you would like to come back, we'd like to have you back, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> when we have you back, it's both of us. <laughs> And we don't have a one on one match. We were supposed to have a triple threat. Man, I mean, so reverse rail pulled a whole Gil Kim. He just Gil Kim this. And uh, I believe uh, another elimination as well. Gail Kim, I think. Midway. <laughs> <laughs> right under the bottom row. <laughs> under the bottom row. And that's the only bottom he likes to do, apparently. Under the bottom row. And he is <laughs> gone. Just in the wind. If you see reverse world people, send them back. Nobody knows what seems to have happened, but um, yeah. So we'll definitely have you back and um, and 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 make sure that you know we do something a little bit more well rounded. Um, so again, for everybody that is listening, do yourself a favor. It's gonna hit. Uh, where are you guys? Where is it premiering? Is it a YouTube exclusive or is it on an actual channel? What's going on? Where is it premiering? Um, there is going to be a venue. Uh, we'll get the ticket information to put into the uh, description. That's what we'll do. That's um, smart. Look at you. Yeah, there there will be like an in person screening viewing, and then it will be on YouTube. I love that. it. I love it. We're gonna so this what Issa Ray said. We're gonna network across. So uh, so yeah, take information. We'll put in the. Uh, we got y'all. Yeah, we we'll put it in our bio. We'll put it on the tag for this particular episode, and make sure we keep promoting thereof. So February the twelfth, and then every Saturday there uh, there uh, forward. And um, in the meantime, where can people find you on socials? Um, you can find me on Ashton.Stanley on Instagram, or better yet, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Stan says. Perfect. And you can find me at Roberts underscore rules and you can find reverse rail. If anybody can find him, because apparently he is Carmen San Diego now, uh, but you can find him at reverse underscore rail. No, he's Veer Mahon. Oh, not Veer's coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can find him at reverse underscore real, and you can find us at uh, the cash shit with underscore for the I. And uh, beyond that, this is us signing off, and this is the Cash Shit Podcast. <laughs>